Hello and welcome to Meet My Potential podcast where we talk to leaders from around the world to inspire and to ignite your potential. This is your host Deepa Natarajan from France and today I want to share with you an interview that I did with Magali Ivertre. Magali is the director of contracts for the big train lines at SNCF in Normandy and before that she was working as the CEO of Keolis in Germany. And Magali shares with us her in-depth experiences and stories of having lived through a crisis, a difficult situation in the organization and how she pulled through it and came out as a shining star with her team and with the people around her. Something that lasted not just one month, two months or three months, but something that lasted more than a year. So let's talk to Magali about this. How do we get through in critical times. And before we get into the episode, I'd like to invite you to take my masterclass if you haven't watched it before. It's designed for highly driven people. One of the most common traits of highly driven people are um, self-sufficient, being strong and independent. The creating collective responsibility in your organization is all about evoking that sense of responsibility in each and every person so that everybody feels engaged and how do you make that transition into that journey is what i discuss in the masterclass so if you have about a few minutes in your day and you want to explore how can you make that change in a way that's sustainable then just head over to meetmypotential.com/masterclass so i'll repeat that that's www.meetmypotential.com .com/masterclass. All right, let's get into this episode and hear straight from Magali. Hello and welcome Magali to the show. How are you doing today? Quite well. <laughs> so, quite well in these times, what does that mean? It means that I think for everyone is it it's a, it's a bit complicated, um, but um, as we have a good meeting and, and now in France it's a bit better and um I mean, we have to live with that, and we have to um, to to wait until we have a better days and to make the better out of what we we are living today. That's what I mean by quite well, <laughs> quite well, exactly. <laughs> there are times to come. Be hopeful. Hang in there. And so, uh, on that note, Magali, you've been uh, someone who is extremely dynamic since I know you, and you worked in Germany. You are a very accomplished woman. Tell tell us a little bit about your stint in Germany, what we're doing, um, and tell us a little bit more about those experiences. Yeah, thank you, Deepa. I was um, I was responsible for Keolis Germany. I was the managing director, the CEO of a, of a company, two two thousand people, and we had to to face um, a special time because it was um, the time when the company was growing, and at the same time we had to stabilize the whole company, facing some. Um, yeah, some crisis. <laughs> we had several of them. And uh, it was, for me, um, an important time of transformation. We had to uh, to lead um, the change and um, to, to, to take the team and, and to, to, yeah, to have a big change in the company in order to stabilize and to, to um, develop the company. Right. You know, um, change. Uh, somebody I was speaking to yesterday told me, I don't know if it was you, but you will tell me uh, that there was an old movie in France uh, and where one of the, uh, the actors, he uses this dialogue, he says, sometimes we need to change so that things don't change. 
Yeah, that's a bit like uh, people are, um, what people said before the, the the COVID crisis. They told me, oh, you know what? I think our vision is not um, ambitious enough, enough ambitious, and we should have a big vision and change the whole company. And sometimes I just said, look, the world is changing, and if we want to survive, and if we, if we want to to have to have a place in this world, we have to change. Even if the 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 ambition is not to be completely different uh, of what we do today, but if we want to to keep on going and if we want to keep um, on on being an actor on this market, we have to change. And that's a bit what you said. Like uh, if we want to change, we don't we we have to take care of of the way we change. Uh, even if the it's not a big difference outside when you look at the company. Exactly, and so there's a sense of urgency that gets created. And so, you know, when there is an adversity, like uh, COVID has put us into an adversity, but when there is an adversity, it's easy to innovate. You know, in India, there's a saying, we say adversity is the mother of innovation, right? And there's a lot of frugal innovation going on. But at the same time, when things are going well, to see a sense of urgency and for the leader to say this is the direction, this is the change that we need to make. And to embark people on that direction is not an easy one. How, what were the ingredients that made it happen for you in your um, mission in Germany? Actually, had um, as we had to face um, many crises, we had this sense of urgency. So it was, it was really uh, helpful, as you said, to, to, to lead the change. But uh, um still the only way i see to to really um take all the people and and have them with you in this change is is to have a clear vision of of what you want to achieve and also to um to find a way to to tell everyone and and to find for everyone the what's in it for me i mean like um, it's different um for a driver for a maintainer because i was in a train operator company Um, and it's not the same change you are expecting from everyone, but still you have to find for everyone what what's in it for me. Why do I have to change? Why is it better for me to change? And why is it, uh, even if we don't have the sense of urgency, why is it so important uh, for me and for the company to change? And I think this um, um, very precise way to see for everyone uh, what's in it for me? What's the vision of the company, of course? What what are we following? What are we uh, um, aiming to? But uh, even for me, for me personally, what uh, what does it mean? It is a very important question. What's in it for me? We need that sense of deep connection to what's going on, um, to the mandates that are coming from the top. Um, usually the leader sets the vision, sets the pace, sets the planning, and wants the team, wants the people to go in that direction. But people need to see what's in it for me. How does it connect to my sense of purpose? How does it connect to my sense of meaning, uh, to my sense of being relevant in this organization, to what I contribute? Um, and at the same time, uh, a lot of leaders, and I can see that myself as an entrepreneur, we want to act with speed. We want to go fast. Uh, and to make it personal for each and every one in the organization, the bigger the organization gets, what's in it for me, 2,000 people to 50,000 people, that takes time. So how do you make that happen? Yeah, it's right. Uh, it takes time. Um, 
I think it's 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 a well invested time because at the end you you are very um, you will have the right speed, <laughs> but you have to invest time to get the right speed. But still, if you in order to to accelerate the whole thing, um, I think some people are key in the organization, and um, those people in my organization they were the frontline manager, the one um, dealing with uh, or managing uh, the frontline, and I think those people. Um, I invested a lot of time and energy um, on those people because they had they had to be convinced that their role was to uh, connect with their team in order to understand what they what they need and the, the what's in it for me also to because if you want to explain the what's in it for me you have to understand what's in it for them and um, I think to invest in the frontline management that's key if you want to change because those people they are um, the connection uh, between the whole um, colleagues. And and the vision, the strategy you are building, and so we invested a lot of time um, in training. It's not only training, but uh, building a team, and having the frontline management in your team. I think it's a key success factor in order to um, to demultiplicate to, to 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 be sure to get everyone on on board. You said something so easily. You said you have to understand what's in it for them. And that is a key ingredient, which is basically empathy. It's putting yourself in the shoes of the other person. What are they going through? Uh, and how can I make it relevant to them? The, the, that's in the positive way. And also what um, could be seen as an obstacle or at something which is really difficult for them. Sometimes you're just like, oh, it's a good vision. It's good for them. They will keep their job and we will have um, uh, <laughs> more customers. The customers are happy. And when the customer is happy, my, my colleague is happy. But uh, still, perhaps for, for the, the, the driver, for instance, you are changing something in his life. Um, I just give you an example. Uh, because of the COVID, we had to um, adapt uh, the whole transportation plan, like, uh, okay, we are just driving one train out of two because we have less people in the train. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing for the customers uh, because we are trying to have the right uh, um, offer. It's good for um, the business. It's good for the country. And I thought it was good also for the drivers because if they, we, we had less trains and it could be a... Um, at the end, we organize it in a right way. But for the for the drivers, in, in this example, it was a, a real trigger because they had to face that their planning were completely changed every day or every week. And they just said, okay, uh, I was used to have uh, like a forecast with my family that I'm, I know that I work this day. I know this day I am in the morning or in the evening. And we had to change everything. And at the end, they said, you know what? It's very difficult for me, for my kids, because I have to change the planning of the babysitter. I have to change the planning of, with the school and so on. And at the end, it was um, the main point for them was to get this uh, anticipation and this view on the planning. And as, um, as soon as we, we better understand it uh, through the frontline management, we changed completely the way we were strategically changing the, the, the offer. And um, uh, we worked with them, uh, tending the offer, and, and we also uh, decided to, to have a, a better, um, how can I say that, like a, a longer time without changing. Like, okay, we will change 
two months a two months period instead of changing every week, for instance. So it's just an, a small example, but sometimes you you're just thinking for them and um, taking them uh, within your discussion or like they they will not take the decision. Um, at your place, it's your it's your job, and and that's also why why you're paid too. But uh, at at the end, they can have also a very important um, point of view on the subject, which will accelerate the change. So you're right; it's it's um it, it could slow you slow you at, at the first sight. You say, okay, it's very slowing me uh, to take uh, into account what everybody uh, thinks uh, in the company. That's not the point. I think the main point is to uh, put in place the right system in order to collect the main concerns um, of your of your employees, because at the end, it will accelerate and, and give you a very um, a speed that's allow you to, to, to have the right change. Exactly. And I think uh, and you prevent having uh, new obstacles or things you haven't seen and, and at the end, which will stop you because you, you are on the right speed. But um, as the people uh, are not on board with you, they will slow, slow you at the end. Mm. Um, there's a saying I use often, slow is fast. <laughs> so slow down the process to engage people like what Magali is saying. And what I hear you saying, Magali, is really include people in the design of whatever you're implementing. You as a leader can make the final choice, can make the final decision, but include people in the process of designing and coming to that decision. I think that that is really key. So you have faced... Um, situations where crisis has you know been present not just for one month or two months or three months where crisis has been present for about a year or two years uh, give us some examples of those situations and what helped you survive through those critical <laughs> periods um yeah it's a time when uh, i can I can remember one time when my uh, my deputy so i was like very shocked <laughs> to hear that but even my deputy in a, in a meeting said to the whole team, the whole board, uh, in, in the board meeting, um, I, I don't believe anymore that we will succeed. Uh, I don't see the, the light out of the tunnel and like <sighs> completely desperate. So just to, to, to give you an example of, of even in the board meeting, uh, I had to face this um, this is this, uh, and then to be completely honest, his deputy didn't stay <laughs> in the company because I think uh, we need as leaders also to have a um, we have a, a big role in in those um, in those storms as I um, because we are on the boat uh, we see that it's difficult we see that it's a big storm but we still know where we are heading to. And I think that's our role also to stay calm, to, to see all the risk, of course, and not to be blind and to be like, oh, it's okay, we don't have any problems. We have to face the problems. We have to uh, structure. And that's, I think your question was, uh, how did, did I deal with that? With it, I think it's, it's really to structure all the, the issues you have and to tackle uh, every issue um, one after another and to be sure you are, of course, uh, acting in the, in the right way huh? if you are sure you're acting in the right way if you you know that you're you're um, at it and you, you're tackling it and you know it's in the right direction you know you will succeed because you know there's a light in, uh, at the end of the tunnel and you can see it in in a way um, because you you can measure uh, the, the, the little steps you're um, you're achieving and I think it's a main um, role of the leader 
also to reinsure the company to give them the vision that we are in the right direction, that we are facing problems. I don't. Uh, I think the, the the worst things should um, would be to to hide the problems. We don't have to hide anything. We have to be very. I always say transparent and respect. And if we are working with transparency and respect, then you can face anything. I think. Uh, and uh, because when I speak about transparency, it's also um, you you talked about uh, empathy. It's also about um, if you want to have everyone on board, you have to consider they are adults too. Huh? We are co-responsible for the whole su success, and everyone in the company in the, in the crisis, which is a good thing for I think for us, everyone is on board and want to save to to to, to be part of of the saving of the company. This sense of urgency you talked about. And uh, it's a time when you can really have the team together. And as a leader, you have to, or, or what we've, we decided with the, with the team, we decided to say, okay, that's the situation we're in. That's critical. We, we don't uh, hide anything. We, we show you everything we're facing. We also show you everything we are um, um, doing in order to get out of this crisis. And to get out of this crisis, we need you for this step, this step, this step. And we will be transparent in the whole process, in the whole journey. Every month we had, of course, an action plan, a program, and we had a name for this program. And um, with this name, it was like having the whole team together in order to... And we had, during the journey, also to celebrate every time you get a step further, even if you're not at the end of the, of the journey, because otherwise, uh, otherwise you get the people saying, okay, we don't see the end of the tunnel. And it's been all, already, it was like, it's been already a year that we are in the crisis. That's incredible. Yeah, of course, but it takes more than a year to get really out of the situation we were in. You needed to, to invest, you needed to, to train the people, to get the right competencies, to get the right processes. And it takes time. That's a bit what you said about speed. If you want to go fast, then you will probably, um, if I take the image of the boat, you will probably um, like um, uh, find a solution for a hole in, in, in your boat, but you won't find a, a solution to get until your destination. And that's, uh, of course, you have, I had a, a, a boss who told me once, um, you know what, it's good, Magali, you want to, to work on the future, you want to see the vision of the future and, and, and long term and then work on the long term, but still, Remember, you don't have to die today. It's it's not worth enough to work on the long term if you die today. And it was something he told me like um, several times. Difficult to hear and also dangerous because if you always say that, then you never work on the long term. But you know, when someone somebody tells you uh, like you can die today because you're not facing with the the urgency and, and with the crisis you are you are dealing with. Um, it it gives you it could give the organization the impression that um, short term is is um, more important than the long term. And at the end, you have to spend more time on the short term. That's right, because you have to face a crisis. You have to uh, um, shut down the fire, because while you're in a fire, it's difficult to work on the long term. But still, even if you're dealing with a fire, you have to prepare the long term in order not to um, in order to prevent the future fires. I don't know if it's... Uh... It's very clear. And I'm just going to reflect back because it's something that you said is very, very important. And I just want to emphasize on that. There are two things that you said. The number one thing, just to rewind back a little bit, you spoke about transparency and you said it with so much ease. Uh, 
the one thing that gets in the way of having that level of transparency with people is believing that this is for the senior leaders to handle this is the problem that we will fix that we will solve and we will tell you the solution and there's a difference we will tell you the solution versus we involve you let's brainstorm together and going back to the point that you mentioned about we will design a solution with your inputs with your concerns and then we will make a decision and that is transparency is engaging people not hiding anything because very often uh hiding mistakes everybody makes mistakes and when you don't hide you also don't hide your mistakes you also don't hide the mistakes that another leader made in this company 10 years ago 20 years ago right uh, today france is being questioned for what france did in the war uh with other with other countries right and so the leader who's there today has to take responsibility for what was done in the past and so being open about it and transparently sharing that is the most important thing that actually builds that sense of trust and involvement for people so i wanted to really emphasize on that that you just said so easily in one sentence be transparent right <laughs> how easy is that or how hard is that right that requires courage actually the first time i said when i became ceo i said okay i want to have all the management first and then we will talk to uh, all the whole company and i want to show them the figures because we had a to face uh, an economical problem and everyone was reacting in the board um no don't do that it, it was not in the board it was in the executive meeting uh executive team don't do that as soon as you show them the figures they will all run away they will think they are in the bad uh, company they will um lose their faith in the company they will lose their, their trust in the company don't do that we we never showed the figures i said how can you build the sense of urgency or how can you share the vision if you don't share the figures so we decided to do that and at the end it built really another trust because the people were like okay now we understand now we understand what you're doing now we understand why you're you're telling us we have to change now we understand now of course we we told them that it was confidential and that it had to to stay with but we said okay you're a part of the company so you have to know that and um at the end we were used to to share those figures and and to to take them with us in in uh, in the way we were um thinking about getting out the, of the crisis and so on but as you said it it, it was quite difficult and I, i had to face a lot of um even in in the very uh, positive people or um, engaged people in in the executive committee they were like we 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 fear the reaction of uh, the colleagues and at the end of course the same people now they say of course natural of course naturally that's how <laughs> in, in german uh, of course we have to 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 share the figures known of course it's it's, it's um, we have to share with the with the colleagues because we are part of a team so, because i think this this um, notion of of the team and we will succeed together and and um actually in a train operating company you don't succeed without the drivers the drivers are the most important people within the company and of course the the customer service staff and so on but at the end what is the role of the the whole company is to make um 
or, or, or to build the right condition in order for the frontline to deliver the better service, best service ever. So at the end of the day, uh, they are the one delivering the service. So we had to, uh, I think that's our role uh, to build the, the whole condition in order to, to, to get them in the best way to deliver the service. And the transparency, the, the, uh, the team spirit we, we built um, let us, I think, um, go through this journey. Exactly. And the team spirit, you build it because you had a real conversation with people. And the real conversation is a heart-to-heart conversation where you're totally vulnerable and you're saying, okay, these are the figures. They perhaps don't look good. Perhaps we are responsible for it. Perhaps, you know, these are some mistakes that we made. We're not hiding any of that. We're coming uh, clean. We're sharing this with you because we're all in this together. And when you're sharing that, you don't know where the conversation is going. So which actually means that you're not controlling the outcome of the situation. You're letting go of control. And that letting go of control is what actually builds that close relationship, is what builds trust. So fabulous. And the second point that you mentioned, which is like really another topic to deep dive on, and which I really want to go there, because this is exactly what we are all facing in this current situation with COVID, is you cannot die today. When we are in a crisis, any company facing a financial crisis or a crisis for in a person's life uh, for, for their fighting for their life or whatever it is, right? You cannot die today means you need to put in place mechanisms to actually come out of the crisis, to put out the fire. But at the same time, when the crisis lasts long, you keep putting off the fire, you keep putting off the fire, the fire keeps coming up back and back again. And this ability to zoom back and see what needs to be put in place for the long term in terms of systems and processes, training people to have new competencies. That's a long-term approach, right? And so you're constantly zooming in and zooming out between long-term and short-term. While this is hard to do at a mindset level, My question to you is, what does it require from an organizational perspective? The first thing that comes to my mind is investment, because long-term requires investment. But what is it for you that is needed in terms of putting in place long-term actions, especially when the short-term crisis is hot and urgent? I think that's a a huge question. I'm not sure I have the complete answer of of it, because it was uh, always a question uh, during those uh, those years in, in, in Germany, it was the main question we had to face every day. Uh, do we put enough time and energy on the long term? Um, and how can we, could we do better? Um, you're right, there's, there's part of it is investment, but it's difficult to invest when you're uh, facing the crisis, huh? because if you're not so sure that you will survive <laughs> the day after tomorrow, then uh, you're just asking uh, you the, the question, uh, should I invest or not? I think the, the main point, I, I, I see two points. First, um, the, the, man- the time of the management invested in the long term. I think that's also key because the whole organization is looking at uh, the way you're 
priorizing uh, the, your actions, the way you are spending your time, uh, on which subject are you spending your time, and uh, that the way also they <laughs> like um, see what is important in the company. <laughs> so if you, of course, I have just an example. Um, we had so we decide. I decided with with the executive committee um, to to spend time on strategy. So we said, okay, let's have three hours together. Uh, it was more than three hours, but let's say, okay, we have like this time for us together to speak about the long term. And someone comes and say, oh, you know what? So we, we now have another problem with the maintenance. And the way you react in in those kind of, of situation is also very um, symbolic. So if you say, okay. In order to, to get the executive committee be concentrated and work on strategy, you have to build the organization to let those people take this time with delegation, with, okay, there's someone in charge of the crisis. And this one, uh, we know it, during these three hours, he will take in charge. He don't need us. Of course, he doesn't need us. If he does, he comes and we will be there. It's not a way of, of uh, and, and not... Sure. Um, letting it go or whatever but still i think one main point was to organize the the crisis management who is in charge uh, for instance we had some uh, um, call on duty we didn't have it so we had nobody so we said okay we i want a call on duty on this topic a call on duty on this topic in order to to prevent to have always uh, the same and of course it's the management uh, um, having to deal with that so that's the first point is, is, is to have the organization deal with the crisis with different levels. And um, I think the second one is also the way you um, reward the, the, the behavior. Um, it's, um, how can I say that? It's, it's, it's more, it's easier, I think, for someone to be the fireman, to save the company. Oh, I have many examples of, and I do that. I know I do that. For instance, I just have, last week, it was exactly the same. We had a big, a big crisis, a crisis, an incident. And some people came and out of their working hours and it just helped. And, and because of the help, we could um, have a, a very good service for our customers. It was very good. So we, I had to say, thank you, and it's very good, and thank you for your engagement, and you, you saved the situation, and you were the fireman, and that's very good. And you know that it's very good uh, having done that and getting the, the, the feedback, the positive feedback. But you never are your... hardly or uh, sent a mail or, or um, a message with, um, oh, thank you, you built the process. That's fine. Thank you so much that you built the process which uh, let us uh, avoid this incident. And it's 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 um, hard to build a process. It takes time, as you said. It slows the whole thing. You have to get everyone around the table. You get to have everyone ha um, being okay with this process. And it's you know that everyone who worked on a process um, before knows uh, what I want to say. It's it's difficult to work on a process and to. Um, to achieve together, to find the right process and to uh, be okay um, on, on the process we choose. And uh, the way you reward those people working on it and the way also you, you sh show the organization that it's uh, a well-invested time. For instance, another instance, um, we said, okay, we need a day to build a process. You have in the morning, you say, okay, uh, what do we want to have? And then in the afternoon, what do we have now? And what, what are the action in order to get on, on the new process? And 
if everyone you're um, doing such a day, um, the one in charge of, uh, for instance, um, whatever, um, I don't know, um, the one dealing with the drivers and the one dealing with uh, the, the maintenance, they are not there because, you know, they are firemen, so they have to deal with the fire. Then you will never progress on your process. So you have to, to really, as a manager, to say, you know what? That's a, the priority. We have one day, just one day. Let us one day stop being around the table and decide what we want to have as a process in order to prevent the fire the next time. And the way we reward the people, the way we tell them, we give them feedback. And for instance, at the end of the day, I send a mail to everyone, thank you to have spent this whole day on this project, on this topic, which is so important for us because we, have, we need to have this process. And your question was, what do we have to do in order to, 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 um, to invest time and energy in this long term? I think it's first to have an organization in the crisis management in order to let the management having time or um, yeah, time and energy for something else and rewarding when the people are working on the long, long term, I think. Fabulous. Excellent. <laughs> what more can I say? <laughs> It's so easy to uh, reward firemen and see them grow so much needed. And at the same time, uh, you're building a culture when you reward people who take measures to build a process, to build a system in place so that the fire doesn't happen, uh, encouraging that you're building a culture. And you're shifting the culture as a leader. That's a very good example. Would you share, um, what was it for you, that crisis that lasted more than a year, what were the qualities within you that helped you to not just survive, but to come out thrivingly and to be successful in that mission? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think one of it is resilience. Do we say that in English? Resilient? Yeah, resilient. resilient. I think uh, uh, some said you're, you're like crazy <laughs> to stay in this job. You're crazy to have accepted this job. Um, I think it's, it's part of what we said before, um, the conviction that we are, uh, as long as I, I knew that we were in the right direction, that we had um, uh, the whole view Uh, of the risk that you um, you you know you're getting the right people on board to deal with that, and um, you know that you also face the responsibility for the whole company, so you have to to take it with you. Um, I think that's what helped me. At the end, you have pressure every um, from everywhere. You have pressure from your customers. Wow, your uh, production or your services is, is uh, very poor. You have to to be much better. Uh, and of course, when the customers are not happy when you're working in a train company, then you have the media very, very often also there, the press, the whole press uh, telling everyone your service is poor. Then you have your uh, colleagues because at the end, it's, it's really... Um, uncomfortable to deliver a poor service huh? when you're in a company because uh, where are your proudness and how can you be proud of it? And of course, the pressure of the company because you're losing money and, and they want you to succeed. And, and they also like um, asking them the, the, the question, how are we doing the right thing? Because um, so the so pressure this, is there on all sides. Exactly, <laughs> from all sides. And at the end, 
first I said I have to have a, the, the right program. So to have the right analyze. I think when you're facing a crisis, it's really important to know what you're facing. So what is really the crisis? What are the trigger of the crisis? What uh, do we have to, to tackle in order to get out of the crisis? So it's time to, to get the analyze and then, of course, to get your project and, and say, okay, that's the actions I will uh, um, do in order to get out of it. And as I said, to keep on going. Because, uh, of course, a new crisis comes. And so that's what the people told me. Uh, you know, Magali, it's always the same in this company. We decided one thing. And then one month after uh, after it, we decide another thing because we are facing another crisis. So I think it's important to, to show them yes, that you have a strong project and that you are sticking at it. Of course, you have to adapt sometimes on, on, on some uh, things, but still you have you stick to your project because you have to go to this island. And of course, you're in the storm and sometimes you have to, to work with your boat in order to, to go through the storm, but you have to go to this island and uh, you still stick at it and you celebrate all steps. Just to give you an example, um, um, we had uh, several actions in our program and uh, some of them are long-term, so it's difficult to stick at it when you're um, really dealing with fire because they all tell you, ah, why are we doing with that for that? It's in two years. I don't have time for that. Yes, but if you don't spend time for that now, then we will lose it in two years. So I'm pre really proud of it because it, it, we just implemented it last year and it was a two years project and we did it. So it was also something to show to the company and to the colleagues, you know what, we, we said that we will did, do it and we did it. And that's also what we decided in the communication, not always saying, okay, that's what we will do, that's what we will do, because they were used to it, to hear what will be done. Uh, but we said, okay, we, we do that, and then we communicate, we communicate and we say, okay, that's what we've done, that's what we've achieved together. And look, as we succeeded in this little step, we will succeed in the other ones. And I think it's also building the trust. And first, everyone is looking uh, it's hoping it will it will work. And when you celebrate step by step, then they come with you and they say, okay, we want to be proud with you about it. And for instance, when I was recruiting um, people to get on board, I told them it's a bit uh, strange to, to tell that, but I, I wanted to be transparent. I said, you know what? We are facing a bit several crises. The situation is not very well. And it's difficult to say that in Germany because people have the choice in Germany. Yeah? So it's more like when you're recruiting someone, you have to show that you are the best company and that they have to come with, to work <laughs> with you. And I told them, you know what, I can only uh, promise, um, um, tell you that there will be um, uh, tears and, and, and blood because it's it's very difficult what we're facing now. So that's what I can promise you. I'm sorry, but you will have Two, uh, two to three years, years and um, years and blood. But at the end, you will be so proud to have been been part of this team who came through this crisis and who tackled this crisis. That's what I uh, want you uh, to promise you or to to give you as a journey to come with me in this executive committee in order to lead this change. So it will be very hard in the two to three first years, but at the end, you will be so proud having been part of the journey to to can to tell the the people you know what that's the situation where what I when I came in and that's the situation afterwards that and and the people who came they they of course uh, not everybody came 
But I think it's important when you're recruiting people to get the right people on board and to tackle a crisis, you, you don't need the same competencies as to uh, optimize a, um, a business which is uh, already uh, well doing. So um, I think it's also part of the transparency huh? to tell them, come if you want to be part of this team. It's a, an exciting project. It's an exciting journey. And not every company is um, offering such a journey. So if you want to be part of the journey, just come with us. There are two things that you mentioned there. Um, in fact, just one thing which I want to summarize. The two polarities that you're constantly holding. The, uh, and most war veterans, they survive because they're able to hold these two polarities. One, what is the reality of the terrain? What's really going on? There's blood. <laughs> it's hard. It's sweat. It's a lot of work. There's crisis. And at the same time, we're holding a future where we that we truly believe in and we're hopeful and we're inspired by it. And we know we're going to get there. So it's not just we're going to get there blindly. We're just going to get there and we ignore the current reality, but holding the reality, holding, being very transparent about it. And at the same time saying, we're going to get there. That's holding two different polarities. It's exactly like the two different polarities that you mentioned, short term and long term. And it's about the duality. How do you hold that duality within you? How do you demonstrate it through your different actions to the people? And how do you also communicate it, Right, like you rightly mentioned? We communicate on both fronts because that's the culture that we want to build. Thank you so much. Thank you, Magali, for sharing your wisdom with us. And now for a quick round of surprise questions, maybe. Don't worry. It's going to be very simple, short questions. So this is a rapid round of questions. Uh, how do you personally practice stillness? How do you personally practice stillness, like that sense of being calm in turmoil, in crisis? Um, I think it's more personal than professional, but uh, that's the way I, I, I deal with that. Um, and, and I think it's, it's, it's more the, um, uh, the balance between um, seeing the world uh, in a whole you're just your business is, is part of it, of course, and it's very important. I, I'm totally engaged in what I'm doing, but I think it's important to see it in the whole um, in the whole world. And I have a family also uh, telling me that it's uh, that my job is not um, the whole uh, the whole thing. And I think it's also, um, as you said, this long term, short term. When you when you see the long term, it's, it's, it, perhaps you will see you will say it's not a, like very. Um, adapted to, to the job but when you're a, a mother you see your child and 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 he's very young and he for instance is is not sleeping uh, normally or is not uh, eating ever normally and all, I, I was always thinking you know what when he will be 18 <laughs> or when he will marry I, I I won't have any um problems anymore or any 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 question anymore for for him so it's okay if it's not uh, completely right now you know, uh, it will. We will. We will find a, a, a way, a path, <laughs> in order to 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 get him in in the right way. But it takes time, and we need the time. So it's it's a bit. Um, the stillness is also to say, okay, let's face step by step, and let's have a vision of of uh, the future, the the way we can get out of it, and um, and also um, uh, the way we are in the whole world. 
So uh, sometimes a big crisis in your company uh, won't um, let the world collapse. So we have also to 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 ha to see this um, yeah this level of, of urgency. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there's another podcast where we talk about this. I think it's episode number two. Uh, but anyway, I think what you're talking about here is become aware that you're this drop in the ocean and don't take it into your head and into your ego that this is all and this is the big world that I'm living in. That is my job. That's just one part of what's happening in this big world out there. And so step back and see the big world. Thank you. How do you engage people How and how do you create collective responsibility? That's the the job of uh, the job of a whole life, I think. <laughs> um, perhaps in two main ways. Uh, the first is uh, the collectivity, the team, and and therefore you need the vision. You need uh, when you want um, a football team to work together, you have to define the strategy. You have to define why are are you uh, there together, and why is it so important that everyone on the field is is playing with the others in order to 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 be the winner. <laughs> Uh, that's for the collective part, and uh, the other way I uh, deal with that is also uh, with each of of them. Um, I am I'm used to work with each of my colleagues uh, in order to, of course, to develop them. That's the main point I think of a, of a manager and a leader to develop the people, but also to see with them how can we um, with with their um, uh, field. How can how can these, uh, for instance, these ladies, these men, um, contribute to the whole uh, success? Thank you, thank you so much, Magali, for being here with us. And before we close this episode, would you like to share one last message, just an open message with the audience? Um, perhaps um, um, sometimes we're just uh, sticking with with our view, and and we think we just um, we don't have so many issues, so, so many ways to get out. Or we just have to to do the same as uh, exactly the same as what what uh, the people b before us did. So we are uh, reading books and and uh, having uh, models of uh, the way to lead, the way to manage, and um, so we we are looking at solutions also in in those references. And I think um, we are still inventing it every every day. And um, I think we have also to to believe in our instinct, in the way um, every situation is different. So um, I think if we keep the values which are important for us, I said for me, for instance, transparency and respect. Uh, I think that the way also, also which um, help me, for instance, to 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 take decision and to be sure that it's a good decision because taking a decision is 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 good <laughs> even if at the end of course you have um, uh, you have always as uh, the advantage and and um, an inconvenient of a decision but uh, the message was um, invent your own way and uh, i think i expect every leader also to uh, build the, the books of the future <laughs> and i think we will invent in in perhaps especially in this time of covid we we are um, facing a new time. So perhaps we'll invent something new in the way we lead, in the way we manage. And it's worth 
trying, even if sometimes we have the, the feelings that everyone around is just looking at you to thinking um, she's just crazy to think that we will, uh, with empathy and with uh, uh, collectiveness, uh, she will succeed. It's not the way it succeeds because we have so many examples that uh, it's not the way we, we should do that. I think we have to stick at it because at the end, that's a way uh, uh, which will really lead to success. Thank you so much. I'm reminded of the song by Robbie Williams, I Did It My Way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, COVID has somehow created time and space for us to actually think about what is my way? What's the most meaningful thing to me uh, to get in touch with our instincts? One, because so many distractions have been taken away from us. And so it has created this time and space for us. I truly, um, totally every word that you said resonated with me because last year was a time when I got into that space and created my program out of like 10 years of doing lots of leadership, following lots of leadership programs. It was a time for me to get back within and create and create that workbook. So like Magali said, take this time to go within and check what are your core values? What are your instincts telling you? And from those instincts and from those core values, build your own way and stick at it, like she says. <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank you so much, Magali, for being here with us. Thank you, Deepa. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to talking to you soon again. And until then, stay cool. Stay cool.